And what's going on, everyone? Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is Uche Joku, Sneaker Principal. And it is that time for the Ivy League... For the Ivy League Hood Rats. Ivy League Hood Rats. I was realizing I've been, like, like not pronouncing league um, correctly. I think that's just my Nigerian-ness. And sometimes my tongue struggles with English words, even though I've been speaking English. And speaking American English... And yes, there is a thing that's American English for um, the better part of my life. But the Africanness in me, in my brain, still pulls my tongue in a different direction. So I struggle with that sometimes. So please forgive me. Um, as you can tell right now, I am solo this evening. Um, and uh, But it's all good. It's all good. Um, Brother Tyson might be joining us, might be joining me um, at some point in time, but I'm not sure. So, but everything is cool. Um... And before I even start my tirade for this evening, let me um go ahead and make sure that uh all the little spaces which upon our stream exists on is working. So right now I see we're live on YouTube. Uh, let me see what's going on on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, I'm checking to see whether or not everything looks good on your side. So um, you know, in the past I've had some struggles with Facebook, and right now I see Facebook as well. I'm going to go ahead and check on Twitter. How are we doing on Twitter? And um, on Twitter, yes, we're on Twitter live. And lastly, LinkedIn. LinkedIn tends to be much easier for me to check because uh, it just pops up in the banner, you know, which is kind of cool. If, if those of you who have not gone live ever um, or do the streaming thing, it does come on, like it just automatically locks in on the um yeah, you can hear my voice there. So, so yeah, so that that is on LinkedIn. So I'm live right now on every angle possible. Um, and let me go ahead and really quickly, I got to turn on one more turn on one more camera. And um, here we go. You hear that beep right there? I'm turning on the uh, the my. I don't even know what to call this camera. This is my um, back background view camera, right? So, um, which would be this guy. No, that's, oh, that's my overhead camera. So, this is the overhead camera. So, you can see all my stuff is all set up here. Then, here we go. So, what's good? So, you can see I have all my screens going on. So, people like actually like seeing my setup here. Um, and um, what to talk about this evening? Let's go ahead and start. So, one of the things I'm gonna, that I do want to talk about is, is um, and this might not mean anything to anyone listening right now. But one of the things that uh, that I talk to, talk about from time to time is this right here, this whole space of of um, creating content and going live and creating videos, whatever the case may be. And um, I've had I've had a lot of people ask me like, you know, so you do all this, you spend all this money building this out. What, what does it mean? And um, what's interesting about that is we live in a world right now where. You can't. You cannot escape from social media. It's what it's called, social media, and um, and once upon a time it was you couldn't escape from media, which was TV, cable, newspapers, billboards, you know, um, signs on the side of side of buses were being bombarded all the time with information. That was what that was what I was told when I was a kid back in the day in school. Right? It was like you gotta be careful. You know, the social media thing. It's it's um, it's you know, it's. Not social media, but media. You gotta be careful. Media, media is a monster. It can it's controlling our minds. It's controlling our kids, and that was what media was presented as. And 
And I remember that. I remember it so much um, so that I went to school and eventually majored in film and media studies. Um, because the whole, the whole thought that something that might seem as innocuous as watching TV and laughing, watching a sitcom, watching, watching comedy, watching action, could be some sort of mind control completely just blew my mind and to this day I don't see how that's possible no let me take that back not to this day <laughs> I rewind at that point I couldn't see how that was possible and um, I remember going to college and I kind of stumbled into a film course um, for to fulfill our art, our art requirements and that film course led me to other media courses and before I knew it I switched my major over to film and media studies and in there I had some great professors who talked about how media and this word propaganda you know something that's meant to to take something that might not necessarily be true or might be true and you want to hide it you can use it through storytelling you can use it through media as a way uh, as a form of mind control if i get if i get you to believe one thing then this thing becomes truth then the real truth doesn't matter because you've already you've already gravitated and grabbed onto one particular truth. So um, that was a uh, that was some this was this one thing that, that hooked me in in college, and I was like, whoa, this is really powerful. And from that moment, from that point on, I never watched another, another movie the same way. I never listened to another song the same way. And even the newspaper, I realized at the end of the day, there is someone out there who's saying yes or no to. The story that you hear, how it's being told, what perspective is, is, is being given, and when you throw it in, when you wrap it around uh, a network—CBS, ABC, NBC, HBO, CNN, Fox—or or you you wrap it around a um, a genre of music, you know, or you wrap it or you wrap it around you wrap you wrap it um, with a newspaper or you know around newspaper or a magazine. It becomes it becomes truth because these are big companies and big entities. Why would they lie, right? So, um, to now, in college, this whole notion of social media did not exist. Social media, meaning the media is created by society. You know, we're socially creating it. It's not something that's being that's being controlled by an entity or group of personalities tell us what to believe and not or not not believe so it's interesting that now this with the advent of social media that people still all right i'm back on again ladies and gentlemen uh, i do apologize my internet went down don't this is the first time in ever that i've done live or done anything with my production uploading things that my internet just died on me so I had to go in there and power it on and off, and it took, it took a while for it to reach to um to uh to reset. So now I am back on here, making sure that everything is back on again. I hope. Let me go back one. And guys, this is this is this is part of just the reality of uh of um live streaming, and uh, and doing anything. Have to do internet. It's not. It is stable and stable, but when it's not working, it's not working. Like anything else out there, like a car, like you know, like you know, refrigerator. Well, some point in time, it just dies on you. And um, I'm sure you can hear my son in the background. He is singing his heart out right now. So if you hear, any, if you hear a child, if you hear a voice wailing in the background, that's my son doing what he does best. Um, uh, let me see here. This is 
Facebook. Let's see. So, so far, I'm back on YouTube. I'm back on, on Twitter. I'm checking on Facebook right now to make sure to see if I'm if I am back on there. Um, yes, I am. And how cool is Facebook with the um, with the caption? You know, I'm like, I don't always trust the caption to recognize speech patterns, and sometimes it, it's it, it definitely struggles with my with my with the way I speak. But um, but still, it's, I think it's it's pretty cool that um that that's an option that is that is like you know available okay that's not it so i'm over here on linkedin trying to find this current um setup here so i gotta start all over again and i see it now click to join live turn off the audio all right so i'm back on again so it's funny that i'm talking about social media and i was talking about social media so in this first what <laughs> the first five or six minutes of this episode of the um, of the uh, Ivy League Hood Rats. Um, this evening I'm I'm flying solo, which is all good. Um, I believe I'll be back next week with my brother Arch, um, Archie Tyson. But for right now, it's me. So what I was talking about before I um, internet went down was social media and and why um, the point I was trying to get to is this. It's important that we all start to participate in this on this platform, you know. Um, and the funny thing is, we all we we are all already doing so in some capacity, you know. If you if you have a Facebook account or LinkedIn account, Instagram, if you've ever posted anything, then guess what? You have, you are you are a contributor. You're a content creator. But what I'm talking about is getting more people to really add to the library of the internet. Share your opinion, voice your thoughts, you know, teach something. You know, one of the things that I can tell you that I benefited greatly from from doing this. Um, and again, I've been I've been my YouTube channel's been up since let's say two thousand honestly, I wanna say about two thousand seventeen, or maybe a little bit earlier than that. Maybe it's two thousand sixteen. I think that's two thousand sixteen I was playing around with it. Um I mean I remember I was um it was right around the time I had my um my my weight loss my weight loss surgery, and I think I was I, I wanted to track that experience. So I was I was recording videos. Um, they're no longer I think I, I must have archived them or deleted them from from YouTube many like back then, um, but I still have them. You know I still have them on hard drives. So I started creating content there to share my my journey. Why was I doing that? I was doing that because I was um, I got the courage to pursue the weight loss surgery. Um, I'll be honest with you, I was definitely afraid of it. Any kind of surgery, you know. I've only had, I've only, I've, I've been sick a couple of times in my life, and especially as a child where where I was really, really sick, I had to be in a hospital, and that was like the worst experience. Then, um, by 2012, 2012, 2011, 2012, I had, I had this shoulder here repaired. And you would think, you're just going in it to fix the shoulder, but time I signed all those paperwork about like, you know, you might die and everything else. I was like, yo, I don't know if I want to do this, but I had that surgery and after that surgery and then the healing process was, was insanely painful and hard. So I told myself, you know what? No more surgery. So to do the weight loss surgery, it was terrifying. So I wanted to document that. I wanted to like, you know, a one level share, you know, share with people what I was going through you know, and at another level, get kind of sympathy, some, some kind of public sympathy, some kind of crowd sympathy 
from my experience. Then number three was, hey, just in case I don't make it, I want to put this out there so people can see, you know, that Uche did live and this is Uche's thoughts and this is, you know, in his own way, the, 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 the will and testament of a man who might die under a knife, you know, having weight loss surgery. So that's really how I got into YouTube. That from there, I started, I started experimenting because I've, I never was able to figure out, like, what is it that I wanted to talk about? I'm a Gemini. As a Gemini, I'm, I, I, and people say Geminis are kind of like uh, jack of all trades. You know, we, we do a little bit of everything. You know, our attention span is very short. So we go hyper focus on one thing for a little while, then we go to something else. So my journey into social media um, was once one of variants. If you go through my YouTube channel, you're going to see content about everything, you know, and um, I, I try, I've tried my best to be focused on certain things. And yeah, there's a general theme. When I'm serious, there's a very general, there's a very specific theme, you know, education and what's right in society and culture and, and talking about those things that made me go, hmm, you know. And, um, and the thing with that is doing that, and I was, mind you, I was doing this with like, a cheapo camera, so most of the time my phone uploading, stuff like that. Doing that, you know, was very empowering for me, empowering, because it allowed me to share my voice in spaces where generally I wouldn't have um, an audience, you know? Because again, when when you're creating content and you're, or, or you want to, you're creating something, you know, rarely do we create something for just for ourselves. We want someone else to see it, you know? And the great thing about, about me creating content for YouTube at the time was that, I could post it and somebody will see it. If it's, if, it, if it's only one person, somebody sat down and consumed it, you know? And it, when you, especially when you get that thumbs up and you're like, oh, wow, that meant they, not only did they watch it, they liked it and they're informing that. And, um, and it's funny because that is very important. Yeah, it's been, that has been very important in my, in my journey of creating content. But going back to my original point, it's very important, I think, that we are all creating content that we are all telling our stories, you know. Um, there's something very specific for me that, that has been very empowering for me with social media. And, and this is why I am, I am making a, a concerted effort to, to create content and, and also start to, like, form a, con a continuous thought that I can really build upon. Because, again, you know, when... when, when I'm doing this is because it's impacted me in some capacity that's, that's profound. I'll give an example. Um, I've learned more about my culture as an Igbo, as a Nigerian from YouTube than I ever did from any human body standing in front of me. And not to say that no one ever sat with me. Many people sat with me. My parents, my, you know, I went to school in Nigeria. My, I had classmates. I had uncles, aunties. But it's it's a finite number, it's a finite number of people when it, that 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 are that I have access to, and after a while, the thoughts end up kind of being repetitive. So being able to go on YouTube, you know, what, I think they said the second the second largest um, um, search library behind Google, and the funny thing, they both they, I mean, Google owns YouTube, and type in Ebo culture, and see the hundreds of videos, you know, some of them some of them are five minutes, some of them are two minutes, some of them are two three hour lectures and be able to sit down there and watch it and then then for me i'm just like wow like this is incredible i'm learning so much about who i am my culture you know but then but beyond that also 
How many of you have ever been like, yo, I got to fix something in the house. I got to fix that toilet. And you go on YouTube and say, how do I fix a clogged drain? And just two, three hundred videos. And you pick two or three, you watch it. And you're like, you know, I think I can do that. And you do it and it works. So the reason I say this is, um, the reason I'm saying this, I'm emphasizing this, is very important that that you are not just a consumer of content, but you are also a creator and contributing contributing to it to to the human library. This is the this is the the largest this is the best opportunity, not largest, but the, the best opportunity and actually the largest biggest opportunity we've, we've had in the history of humanity for everyone to be able to put their thumbprint on this big book called the internet. That's what it is. It's a giant catalog of data, of information, of stories. And for me, I think it's very important that we are constantly pointing into it. Um, and, um, and some people might say, well, and I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a distraction. It's a waste of time. You know, um, it's hard, whatever the case may be. And it is not. It is not. I can tell you this. Um, every platform I exist on, I have represented myself in a different form of media. LinkedIn, I've written more on LinkedIn than I've done anywhere else, like literally. I've tried having a blog, and I've, I've, I know I've written more words on LinkedIn, and, um, I, and I'm getting the itch right now because I've been so consumed with creating videos from other platforms that I haven't written in a while. But LinkedIn is my place to write, you know, to really express my thoughts. And it's amazing to me to have people who actually read it and comment back on a thought out of my brain that I wrote, that I typed up, which is very powerful because, again, you know, to those 18, I think, I think 1,700 or 1,800 people who are to follow me on LinkedIn, you know, um, my existence and what I put out there means something to those people in that space, you know, that they continue to follow and, and, and respond and comment, right? I even had people who check in on me. I literally have people who check in on me and say, hey, it's been a while, and they send me a direct message. Hope everything's good. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is very, this is incredible, Right? Then on Facebook, um, I do a hodgepodge of everything. You see my personality. You see the things that make me funny. And my reels are very, extremely varied. You know, anything that makes me laugh, anything that makes me think, you know, to be able to take those, that, those bits of information and compress them and repackage them, you know, and for me to express them in that space, it's there, you know. And then at the same time, I, I get to see the comments of people thinking, people who are, I make a little post, people who are pushed the thing up a different way. My commentary about education or just my sharing what's funny to me, right? Then on, on Twitter, some, on Twitter I haven't used as much. I, I use it so much more as a principle. But, um, and, and, but the cool thing about Twitter, when I was using it, when I was using it actively, that was a way for me to message immediately to the community that followed me in my school. So parents, the district, kids, Twitter was where I, I would post and everybody would see it, you know? And I would see something would happen in a school. I would take a picture, put it on Twitter. Because I, I wanted everybody to know that that my school, whether it was MSTA or John Jay School for Law, that, that there were there was life there. There was things happening, amazing things happening. So I would use Twitter all the time. Then YouTube just this kind of library. Pretty much all my content also lives in YouTube as a library. You know, my and but then it's also my the podcast lives there as well. So I create all these things on all the different platforms. Um it's a great expression of me. It's, part, it's my legacy, if you really think about it. You know, barring the world coming to an end, you know, at one point in time, my kids, my grandkids could go and type in and see in full living color, grandpa, great-grandpa, right? 
imagine right now being able to say, hmm, you know, what, what is, what, what, like be able to watch just like in the same quality, you know, Marcus Garvey speaking. And I'm not saying I'm Marcus Garvey by any means. I'm just talking about people that I admire and I would have loved to have been able to see them speak and share content and content and the ideas in the various um, spaces that in which they existed. How cool would that be? You know, and only that, listen, there are people out there who, who just on sharing themselves have become businesses, have become brands, you know? So, so this space is a multifaceted space that you can exist in and do amazing things. The question is, you know, you have to be, you have to be willing to, to step into the role of creator, not just a consumer. I tell this to my kids all the time that one thing with social media, you know, you know, my, my students, as when I was a principal, as a teacher and all that, were mostly black and brown kids. And I started teaching during the era of the proliferation of the internet, when all of a sudden social media was everywhere, MySpace and all the different spaces were, you know, were there in, in AOL Messenger and all these different things. So the kids that I've been, that I've, that I've had the honor to be teaching and led in through school from 2005 till now have all been part of the social media age. And I said, and I said over and over again, stop, um, not stop, but cut down your, your, your consumption by 25% and give back 25% back in you creating your own content, you know? And a lot of my kids have been like, but mister, but why? Why is that necessary? One second, guys, I gotta take a quick sip. And they said, what, why has that been necessary? Why is that even necessary? Because in the world we're living right now, this is where people are going to make the biggest impact on society through social media. There, there are, there are, there are musicians who've been discovered because they were posting their songs and singing online. They didn't have to go audition. They didn't have to go, uh, you know, do gigs in a smoky, smoky bar. They just put their their stuff out out there. You know, how many, how many celebrities do you follow now that you, that when you think about their, their lives started in, in this, in this digital space, how many writers, you know, how many, how many thought leaders, literally the internet gave them the, the stage that they needed to really push, push forward ideas that have become mainstream now. You know, it's funny, you know, they talk about how, um, bitcoins and, and cryptocurrency would democratize the world and 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 give power to the people, right? And I really believe it's the internet. The internet is what's giving people power to the people. But if you think about it, even cryptocurrency wouldn't exist without the internet. You know, it literally needed the internet to to come to life. You know, is is the platform that that's been building this digital world. You know, and again, a lot of us are not active in it. What we choose to do is just is just consume. We will sit down and we'll sit down for an hour or two, swiping left, swiping right, up and down, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, or just, just doing this. Doing this, you know. And and tr- and trust me, I those of you who do that and you like my like my content, I appreciate it. But I truly believe that um that we need to become very tactical about how we use the internet. You know, how we use social media, you know, and not even how we use it. Well, 
we need to contribute to it. We need to contribute to it. As, fact, as a matter of fact, I'm going to share with you an idea. This is an idea that has been rummaging through my head, and I've shared it here and there on, on different posts and even streams I've had in the past. And let me tell you what the idea is. <sighs> I think I, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to get canceled by the, by the, education, the education system, right? But I'm going to share with you an idea, a thought. And I had a conversation with a brother of mine um, recently, Monday, Monday evening. There was very, it was a very powerful conversation. And if you're watching, you know who you are. I appreciate you because that conversation is still sticking in my head. Um, we were talking about education in general, failing schools, failing communities. There are schools out there that are literally graduating damn near nobody, high schools. And for me, when you when you have fifty percent graduation rate, you're graduating you're graduating damn near nobody. Because those who graduate, that my question of those if if there's a thousand kids, only fifty percent of them graduate on average a year. At that fifty percent, let's cut it in half. Because more than likely, half of that fifty percent, twenty five of those kids, um, I'm sorry, two hundred two hundred fifty of those kids are probably undereducated. You know. They probably did enough. They, they did enough. Now, I'll probably say a good chunk of them probably just got pushed forward and then a small number of them did enough to get by. Then of the other the other um, 25%, 250, you know, now you have the spectrum of, you know, those who got it to those who got enough. But those who got it tend to be like the top 10%. So if, if you're talking about top 10% of 1,000 kids, maybe 100 kids out of 1,000 actually made appropriate gains in their, in their learning, right? So we have schools like this all through the country, all through our neighborhoods, through our community schools where kids are just essentially leaving school, either, either getting kicked out, dropping out, or being graduated. And we know that they, they, they don't have the full the full spectrum of skills. We know this. So we, we know this, and this is across the country. Show me any hood from Chicago to Compton to, to um, Liberty City to New Orleans to Atlanta. Any, any place that has a hood, I guarantee you there's failing schools there. And I guarantee these schools have been failing for a long time. And, and maybe once in a while to make a 10% bump or 5% bump and, with, and everybody's touting success, right? But the reality is, you know, the majority of kids are leaving undereducated. What's the evidence of this? This is the evidence. You have neighborhoods where kids have been going to school and, and beginning education, and these are poor communities, and these communities have not risen out of poverty have not even made a dent. How is that possible? If you're saying education is the key, why do we have still high levels of poverty in, in our communities, in our neighborhoods? Okay, Because education is the key. If people are graduating and they, they graduate with dummy degrees, you know, I'm not saying that they're dummies, but the degrees is dummy, it's a dummy degree because the reality is the system knows that you didn't do enough to even be a viable, active, participatory citizen that's going to be taken seriously because you literally, literally got those, those, um, 
passing grades. You know, in New York City, passing 65. She's five and above is passing. And if you got that 65 average, you can graduate. You know, if you have, if you, have, if you know, if you have 60, 65% of content knowledge, then you're ready to go into the world. Think about this. Do you want a doctor who's only going to, who only, who, who's only right 65% of the time? A lawyer who's only right 65% of the time? You know, a contractor who's only right 65% of the time? You know, I mean, listen, I'm not, don't shit at anybody. You want to walk, to, walk into a restaurant and they get your order right 65% of the time. But, but that's okay. In schools, right? We let kids, we let kids move on and graduate with that one point above passing and that's enough. Now, wh- why, why does this make, make, make any, uh, why, do, why does this, how does it connect to the internet? I believe in our communities, black and brown folk, and in this country and around the world, if you have access to the internet, which we vastly do have access, you know, whether it's through our phones or through Wi-Fi in our houses, through the public, public library, wherever the case is, there are entire cities, entire communities that have free internet because that's how they set it up. The apartment buildings where part of your, your, your um, utilities is free internet access, high speed for the whole entire building. Now, why, again, is this important? This is the math that I've done in my head. We have a lot of us who go to college and we come into a world that is under, that, that is um, underemploying us. So we get, we get the degrees in fields and we come, out to, we come out to the real world and realize, man, there's no jobs out there or they're not, or better yet, there are jobs, but I just can't get those jobs. You know, so we have very educated people in our community. And, and again, having a college degree doesn't mean that, that that's the proof of your, of your intelligence or, or, or of your, of your um, capability of doing great things. Good evening, Lee Wins. Um, we have the people who have content knowledge. My question is, how, do we, how can we utilize them to help in our, in our, with, educating, with education in our communities? You know, if the schools are not doing their jobs or are incapable or don't have the tools, why, why aren't we creating spaces outside of the school building, whether it's our own schools or other spaces that, that promote, you know, teaching and learning so we can catch our kids up so they can be successful in the schools. As the schools are, are not successful at teaching, then we can teach ourselves. And people have been like, well, that's expensive. And I don't know how we could, how, how you know, people don't understand opening a school. How, okay, check this out. Have you heard of Khan Academy? Khan Academy. If you are in, in, in any American school today, I'm, I'm sure as a, as a kid, you heard of Khan Academy. If you graduated from school in the past 10 years, you've heard of Khan Academy. People have, used, have been using Khan Academy in colleges and high schools, elementary schools, all the way up to, down to kindergarten. And let me tell you what Khan Academy is. Khan Academy was created by, um, I'll show you, do I, actually I have this book here, Salman Khan. This is his book right here, the One, the, the one World Schoolhouse. Salman Khan was, was working in hedge funds, you know, he was working in banking and hedge funds in, in, in Wall Street, right? 
and he had two nie- he had a niece and a nephew in New Orleans who was struggling in math. And he was good. He was good at math. You know, he was good at math. So what he started doing was, he started, you know, doing math problems and recording himself doing the math problem, explain how to solve a problem. And because to send the, to email the video would have been, the file would have been way too big. So what he did was he used YouTube. He used to open a YouTube account. He posted his video and his niece and nephew in New Orleans can go on YouTube and open a video and watch the video. And the video he's creating was meant for them. If it was algebra, if it was an algebraic equation, equation he will solve for x or whatever it may, it may be. Explain it thoroughly out, explain it out, and then post it. So this was his This was his, his communication with his niece and niece, his niece and nephew. You know, on a daily basis, weekly basis, all around, helping them with their schoolwork. You know, literally, you know, tutoring them, but using using YouTube. And um, what he did is when he posted his videos. He posted them um, public. I think nothing and anything of it, right? This it's it's just me solving math problems. So so he 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 didn't set it as as unlisted. But if you do it unlisted, nobody can find it. He did it as public, which would make sense because then his this nephew they could probably type in Uncle um, Sal Khan or Khan and it will pop up. But what he didn't realize what happened was, I'm sorry, I'm on a little little drive. What he didn't realize what happened was other people would watch it. And people started watching it. People were watching it and using it in their classrooms, using it to have their own kids. And he didn't realize because but then but he, he didn't realize that was happening until he noticed his follower. He he got all these people following him. And do you know that act of him solving math problems on a piece of paper and posting it and, and recording his voice and then posting it on YouTube? turn into a multi-million dollar company, you know, um, and it's a not-for-profit, and you can go on, you can, I'm telling you, go on it, Khan, which is K-H-A-N academy.org, I believe, and you can learn any content from kindergarten all the way up to early college courses on here for free. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's literally a one-world schoolhouse, you know, People talk about the one-room schoolhouse. This is a one-world. He, like he is out there. You could you could set it up for your classes, for your classrooms, for your students. You do it for yourself. And it's funny because this thing is out there. It's free. It's extremely powerful. You can, you can give kids assessments on there, and and, they, and it will tell you how they did and what they need to work on. You know, literally the tools to have your own school is right there on this website. Right. My thing is this. Why aren't we creating more online spaces for learning for our kids, ourselves? Why aren't there more adults saying, you know what? You know what? I think kids, kids need to learn Spanish. So I'm, I'm going I'm to create a, a, a Facebook page where I teach Spanish, you know, and I go live and still people can jump on there. And I do this for, you know, parents who can sign up and you can, you can sign up your high school kid or your middle school kid to learn German or Chinese or whatever the case is, you know, or for math. Listen, right now, I know for a fact, if you are a parent of a school-age kid, there's a 80% chance your kid is struggling in math. And they're asking you for help and you're like, I, 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 do, I don't even know how to help them. And it's not unique to your household. This is nationwide, you know, Math math uh, skills are in a, are being assessed right now at the at the lowest 
at the lowest scores in almost 30 years. But my question is, wh- why aren't we, those of us who can, you know, literally independently saying, listen, I'm going to go ahead and do this for the culture and start, start, start a Facebook page, a, a group, teaching math, teaching history, teaching whatever. You know, start start a, a a YouTube channel doing that, or even better yet, create some flyers, ground your neighborhood, and say, "Listen, algebra tutoring or algebra classes starting on this date." You know, here's the the QR code. You know, the thing you scan it takes you to the website or the link they can type in there. You know, and then they can register, and. Here now you now you're teaching you're teaching or better yet you're creating content that can help children or even help people in your community advance right. These are these are things that that we need to start thinking about because one th- one thing I can tell you is, you know we're going to keep suffering as a people if we're not willing to start thinking outside of the box. I I. I'll be honest with you. Once in a while, I'm that guy. You know, I'm bored. I'm, I'm, or I have a little insomnia. I'm going through TikTok. You know, I just swipe, and I'm sure a lot of you have done that too. How many of you have come across those people who are teaching math? And I, I, know, I know I'm obsessing with math right now, but this is this applies to any subject. But there's people I see who are live on TikTok doing math problems, and as I scroll through them, I tell you this: I have never seen. And, and listen, I haven't gone through the billions of users in, uh, on uh, on TikTok, but from from what I've seen so far, I've not once seen a black person or or, or Latino, you know, who is who's actually doing that. Like, hey, let me show you. Let's let's work out through this math problem. You know, there's I mean, there are quite a few who are doing stuff around history and and social sciences, but. I would love to see more people really engage in creating content, you know, that could be helpful to our young people. But that's not the only. That's not the only way. Way first to use social media. You can do. You can do many other things. You can do many other things. But that's one of the one of the ways. Where I, I keep asking myself, like, man, what would happen if we really said, listen, we're gonna start building online schools, Saturday schools, after school academies, and they're virtual. They're virtual. You know, I, I wouldn't even know where to start with a curriculum. Go online. There's curriculum online for free. As a matter of fact, if you want to, you can use Khan Academy. You can, you, if you have a Gmail account, you set up your, you, and you set up your, your, your endeavor on, um, through Google and through Gmail, right? You could, you, and you, and then you utilize Google Docs, um, through Gmail. I believe now in Google Docs, let me check. Let me make sure I'm not over here telling lies. I believe on Google Docs now, you can actually, let me see here, google.com. I just want to make sure I'm not over here telling lies. Yeah. So I'll tell you this. If you ever jump onto, um, how should I do this? Actually, you know what? Let me, let me, let me, let me actually show show and show and talk okay so i can do this right I'm, I'm just i'm connecting my ipad so i can share with you my ipad and i might logged into anything confirm that's me let me uh i have to log in for you too 
Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you something real quick. So let me let me, let me get my um, iPad on the screen. Okay, it's on, but now I got the the beach ball that's spinning. Here we go. So I'm add my. Uh, I don't want to do that. I want to do that. What's going on? My son would my son would say my son would be like what's what's happening? Okay, I do not want myself that big on the screen. Here we go. So um, so what I'm doing right now I'm showing you. Like on Google, right? If you have a Gmail account, a Google account, right? I believe, or you can, you can actually, let me see here. Here we go. So these are all the, the, the apps that come with Google. You know, you have your account, your Gmail, all these, you know, your, your drive, you know, you, you can, you can create documents. You can literally, like, you don't even need Microsoft. You can do everything that you want to do in Google, right? You can, do, you can create documents. You can create um, spreadsheets. You can create, um, PowerPoint presentation, you can open your calendar. You can actually, you see the one that says meet on the uh, the third, in the the third column, third row, meet. That is that is Google's um, um, ver, um, Zoom application pretty much. You can go, you can do video conferencing. During the pandemic, I use, we use, all use Google for our classrooms. And this is free for anyone who, who has a Gmail account, right? But the most powerful thing, what I was saying about like, is this right here? See this one right here? That first column, that the last, the last application called Classroom. This is an amazing, amazing free tool here. Where okay, it's asking me to figure out which one, what class I want to come in with. I'm not gonna do that right now. So let me, uh, let me go back to Safari. Okay. So the thing, the thing with that is that you're able to in that space literally create a classroom. You can put assignments on there. You can you can teach whatever you want to teach. How do I know this? Because in a pandemic, this is what we use. Every teacher in my school created classrooms in Google Classroom, and assignments were put in there. The gradebook was in there. Everything, and this is a free tool that exists right now that anyone can access. And then the cool thing about that is Google um, Google Classroom talks to Khan Academy, so you can you can say, listen, I'm, I'm working with twenty kids, ten kids in in math, right, and I'm going to use um, Goo, um, Khan Academy as the of one of my platforms for curriculum, right? So you can literally set up your classroom in, in Google Classroom, or your kids sign up with their email accounts. You, you, you create assignments in there. You can actually use the full power of the internet. You can record yourself teaching a lesson. You can create. You can use a whiteboard on there. All these things that are so accessible now. And then you can use you can use. Khan Academy is, is the space where you do your assessments and use it to do the testing and identify what kids need additional help on. And you can work with kids one-on-one. You can have them use the, the Khan Academy platform. All of that, you can do that and without, there is no licensing that you need. There is no certification that you need. You can do that as a private citizen for your children, for you in your community. Like, And again, what do you do when you do these things? Especially if you're creating, you're, you're, you're posting your videos and, and the things you're teaching. You're creating content and you add it to the greater library. You know, I remember when I was at Columbia, I took a stats class and that junk, that junk was just annoyingly just complicated for no reason. And how did I figure out how to, uh, what was that? What was standard deviation. I don't, that joint just was like standard. What? I was on YouTube. 
I literally went on YouTube and I was like standard deviation, you know, and I and I watched a bunch of videos by different people who explained it diff- who explained the same thing, just a little bit different. And I found that middle ground where I was like, okay, now I get it. You know? But that wouldn't exist if people weren't just contributing that knowledge to a greater body of us on the internet. I really believe that right now that in our community we are missing out on an opportunity to fix our educational gap using the internet. Because again, we spend more time worrying about what Cardi B is doing versus, you know, asking ourselves how do we create a space in within the community where we can make sure our kids have resources that make them more successful in their school building. And if it's a situation where the school is is it's a lost cause, you know, there are a lot of people, a lot of families out there who are for whom homeschooling is grounded. By the by, the content and the platforms available on the internet to be able to to be to to be able to facilitate teaching and learning of their children. You know, I think there is a million, if not billion dollar space for us to really start to create spaces using the internet to really educate our children. You know, or at least to provide for our children as a whole within our communities. There's a lot of you out there who are smart. A lot of you out there who are who have the knowledge and have the ability, but haven't thought about you know how to do it, or if you think how to do it, you think it has to be done in traditional building. I'm here to tell you that it can be done using this tool right here, right here. And how do I know this? Again, during the pandemic for 18 months, this is how we lived. We were on computers just like this. I taught, I taught film, I taught financial literacy. Um, and uh, I did it literally from this from this seat. Now it wasn't this seat. The other seat I had that one broke. But from this position, this mic, this camera, and I literally taught. I literally taught. I did. I mean, I literally was like doing things like you know, you know, just like just like uh, earlier. I had my little circle on here, and I would teach, and I'll go through and the curriculum, whatever, and I'll talk to the kids and the. And I can see the, the multiple, their multiple screens, and they engaged them. They did homework. All that was done, being done there. I remember doing it. And I was thinking to myself, "Wow, going into a school building and having a classroom with desks and all that stuff is is not cheap. If you want to start a school, or you want to do a learning pod, it's not cheap. But if it's sitting in front of a computer, something that is at least here in America is not as uncommon." You know, it's people have computers. You know, I had, I had students of mine who log, who would log in from their phone. Literally, the whole entire class, everything happened on their phone. I had kids who were listen; they're better than me. They were typing papers and submitted to me on their phone, from their phone. Like literally, this was school. So somebody might say, "Oh my god, that is so like that sucks," you know. But a lot of the world, especially in Africa, this is school. This is the tool of, of, of this building wealth. It's just people on their phones. You know, be able to take classes, watch videos, you know, I mean, literally type papers, do your formatting on their phones and submitting it. And I, you know, and again, it's an opportunity here. But the problem is that we keep thinking that somebody else is going to do it for us. We need to do it for ourselves. We need to take advantage of the internet. We need to, to start thinking to ourselves, Outside of, uh, outside of, uh, I want to be, uh, you know, real estate and all these other, you know, um, money making ventures that everybody was doing. 
you know, I'm telling you, start creating content on the internet. Start creating content. Start talking about the things that you're really good at. Start sharing your recipes. You know, and if, if, if you're one of those people who, who's brave enough, start a school. It doesn't have to be a Monday through Friday, 8 to, eight to, eight to 3 o'clock traditional school. It could be a Saturday school. It could be an after-school academy. It could be in your neighbor, in your community, where you say, you say, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays between, you know, four and, and six. I I do I teach calculus for everybody. Just join me. Here's the link. Just jump in, jump in. I could, if there's a hundred people, awesome. We're gonna talk about calculus, or we're gonna teach financial literacy, or we we'll teach something. But this is how we. This is why we need to harness the internet. We need to really harness it and figure out how do we best utilize it for the purpose of doing of of building something bigger, you know. So everything from from legacy and contri- contributing to the human library that that is that that is the internet, but also it's an opportunity with the internet to really, you know, address those address those gaps that exist, you know. And for me, it's education. And I'm here talking about like you know, this is the things people should do. And trust me, I am I am working on my I'm working on my own project. You know, I'm working on my own space on how I, I can contribute. You know, how I can probably build a, a virtual micro school that 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 you know that meets a few a couple of hours a week. You know, and covers subject areas that not be that might not be covered in in traditional school. You know. These are things that we can do if we're willing to put the time and effort into it. I hope this was uh, this was valuable to someone out there, and I'm sure there's going to be somebody listening to this at some point. that's going to be like, "Wow, I'm I'm motivated by this," and I hope, and that's my goal to motivate you to get you thinking about um, spaces that traditionally you wouldn't think about. Um, this internet thing is is powerful but also requires that we really start to see it for what it really is. You know, this is, this is, this is a, this is a library and the winners in this library in this space of the internet are those who are creating, who are creating content, those who are creating and contributing to the, to the greater, to the greater good, to the greater body of knowledge. And the great thing about, about that too, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an alley. There's a lane, not alley. There's a lane there. For those of us who are saying, "Hmm, I want to do more in my community. I want to. I want to do something to fix a problem." And for me, it is the, the just the 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 level of failure in our schools. You know, I want to connect with parents who are willing to say, you know, you know, help help. Let's let's cooperate in helping our children. You know, let's cooperate in creating a space where our children can actually engage in and learn. You know, because again, I, I tell you, listen, I'm a 17-year 70, veteran of a public school system. And then before that, I was a student in the public school system. And um, there are a lot of good schools out there, a lot of good teachers out there, a lot of good principals. But it's also a lot of gap, a lot of empty spaces, a lot of space where our kids are not learning anything, you know. And I've committed my life as an educator when I was in the, in the school building, and even now as as a as someone who's working in a, in the private sector, I'm still working in education. You know, I work for a company called Practice Benefit Corp. And what do we do? We provide tutoring and we provide, you know, academic support to schools. You know, and and that's something that's valuable. To, it's very important to me. That's a space that I want to continue to continue to be part of, being a voice and speaking to. How do we make our schools better? 
But one thing I do know too is that this is this is a space that's not just relegated to those to a few entities. Anyone can do this. Anyone can do this. You know, you know, you can you, in your building. You can say, listen, if you're in the projects, you can say, listen, we're going to start a, you know, down in, in the in, in the gathering room. There's out most buildings have like a little social social room. Or you might say, listen, in my apartment, as long as all the parents know, on Saturdays between, between ten and, and noon, I, I need ten kids who are going to come. I'm going to teach them Spanish. Ten kids are going to come. I'm teach them calculus. Ten kids are going to come. I'm going to teach them. I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to work on reading. These are the things that we need to be doing. And 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 the internet allows that to happen even easier because if rather than have somebody come to your apartment, you can literally just do a Zoom call. You could do, you could do a Google Meet. You, you could Skype for those of you who still Skype. You could do so much you can do a lot of spaces that you can create to be able to help. You know, and again, I'm speaking to all of you out there who are highly educated and underemployed. You know, start a business. Start a business. Start tutoring. Or join a or join a tutoring company, or if you want, if you're if you're if you truly want to be an entrepreneur, do it for yourself. Just do it for yourself. And I'm telling you right now, the, the one thing is always going to be needed is somebody to help my child do better. I'm gonna say it again, the one job that will always that will always exist, the one need that will always exist in families, is I need somebody to help my child do better. And again, I was, and I'll tell you this. How do I know? I was one of those kids. My mom, I, I struggled early on in my education. My mom got me some tutors and was like, listen, you're not going to fail. Not my son. And here I am. Back then, I was, what was I, 9 or 10? I would, if you had told me I would be an educator, I, like I would in, in turn be that person educating, you know, providing to other children what I needed back then. I would have been like, that's not possible. But here I am. And not only that, I, I made I did it as far as being a, a school principal, you know. So again, you know, let's let's start to re ask ourselves: How are we using this this space? What is it that we're we're intending? Are we just consuming, or are we creating content? If we're creating content, is this content that we can use to leave a mark in the world? You know, and those of you who are rethinking really about you know and speaking about the inju the injustices of our school system. Are you, are you exploring how to use the internet as a viable tool to really help in remediating and educating our children as well? Okay? So, um, yeah, I just want to share that with you this evening. Thank you so much for, for joining me. And I, I do apologize again for the duo not being here this evening. You know, but um, either way, um, I'm always going to be here creating content because I really believe in this space and, and I hope that for the hour of talking that I do, at least there's at least two or three seconds of profound thought that makes someone really question and make decisions that can improve the world. So um, with that being said, do me a favor, you know, um, if it's your first time here and you appreciate any of this content, and even if you're a follower, because most of the time when I look at the, my, 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 um, my data report about, you know, about the show, my stats, you know, there's a lot of people who watch, but not a lot of people who subscribe or follow. So please do me a favor and uh, be one of those people. And um, again, I appreciate you so much for this evening. And all of a sudden, everything is coming on. Hmm, what's that about? All right. Um, thank you again. Have an amazing evening. And I'll see you guys next time. It's Friday, 10 p.m. Um, for the next episode of the Stinger Principal Podcast. And... Um, 
for those of you who, who join in specifically for the, for the Ivy League Hood Rats, I will see you next week, Wednesday at 10 p.m. And with that being said, have a great evening, and I'll talk to you all soon, all right? Peace. Try to end this. Here we go. And now he's been promoted. His job, principal. <laughs>